0: Only. carry on only dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure and now here's your host and personal guide award-winning photographer creative director and travel expert taking you around the world in style jill pater i'm your host kevin with my good
1: friend sam hello how's it going sam you know it's uh it's going cr- there. oh awesome. <laughs> i'm hanging awesome.
0: Uh, We are back again with Travel in Style, um, sponsored by CalPAC. And as usual, we have our resident travel expert, Jill Pater, with us. How's it going, Jill?
2: It's going great. Thank you. Awesome,
0: awesome. So today, right, today you're going to take us to Namibia. I am. Of which I have basically zero idea of where it is, what it is, what goes on there. So I need you to basically tell me everything.
2: Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Namibia is located on the southern part of the African continent, okay. so it's just north of South Africa on the on the west coast and it's one of the most beautiful in my opinion most beautiful countries that i've ever visited anywhere but in africa as well and it has the lowest population density in the world it's also one of the safest countries in africa to travel to so it's one of the few i would say in africa that you can really you know rent a car and travel around right. easily and safely by yourself uh, and so how was how was traveling around yeah, how long by is that? yourself it was It was definitely an adventure. I was there with one of my good friends who's South African, and we rented a car i mean we we were working with a travel agent based out of Johannesburg, South Africa. She helped us kind of get some of the lodges we stayed at and rent the car and, and do some of the the basic um, travel arrangements, and we didn't really know going into it. We asked her like, "Do you need a four by four? Can you get away with a regular sedan?" She's like, "Oh yeah, you'll be fine in a sedan." So we go to the car rental place, and we get we pick up this car, and it's a brand new gold Toyota. Camry, we're in a a gold car. car. We're in a gold car, and and we're laughing. And you know, of course, we bought insurance so that basically never had to bring the car back if (laughs) the car didn't make it. We wouldn't be on the line for anything. And we did. We traveled around, and one of the things we didn't know going into it is that the vast majority of the roads within the country are gravel. So we were not on paved roads. So we kind of planned the trip in this gold car. In this gold car, car. but we thought, thinking that most of these roads are paved, like most of the major roads are paved, and a lot of them are not. So that did. That added a little time to our trip, but it made for a, a very good adventure. <laughs> was yeah. was
0: actually getting it to Namibia hard?
2: It is. Again, it's similar to, you know, we talked about going to Cape Town in yeah. South Africa. So essentially, like most of the flights, you'll go through Johannesburg and then take a flight up to the capital city, Windhoek, and... Um, and so that it is an African, you know, all of our African, unfortunately, our Middle East, Africa right. from the U.S., it's those are it's longer flights. Truck. Yeah, those are 18 plus hour flights. Well worth it, though. Yes, definitely. I mean, there is there is no place in the world like Namibia. There's, well, that's a, There's yeah. just no there's no comparison.
0: That's what I was just going to ask. What makes it so special?
2: So its topography, I think, makes it incredibly unique. So it's very kind of desert mm. Desert-esque oriented right. the majority of the country, and we were there in winter, so things were particularly—they um, felt more deserty than you know less lush than they probably norm- normally would as well. But I think just the expanse of landscape that's untouched is so rare. Like they their skeleton coast which goes along the west coast of the country. It's it's uninhibited. You can't really touch down and you have to take a small aircraft over it to even see it. And so it's just these massive if you imagine California being a state of massive rolling dunes into the ocean I mean, it's just unthinkable, right? Like right. every, every, every place and- this beautiful is so populated and so mm-hmm. has so much tourism and maybe a dozen. It's right. just, you know, very low population density. There is tourism there. Um, but again, even, you know, tourists can't fill up the entire country. Sure. Yeah. So
0: with there being gravel roads mm-hmm. and low population density, mm-hmm. Why Why choose to go there? Was it for work or was it for... Did
2: you
1: know about it at yeah. the time?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think I was at the time. I was looking for... I knew I wanted to go on safari and I had loved... I had such a great experience in South Africa, loved Cape Town and wanted another, you know, kind of a new African experience and was looking around. We were considering Botswana. We were considering Botswana and Namibia. And we just narrowed it down. We started looking at it. Uh, you know, you see photos of it and it's absolutely tremendous. And, and then we just figured with everything that we're going to do in Namibia, it made sense to just focus on that country versus trying to fit in, you know, multiple countries on that trip.
1: Were you there for work or pleasure, both?
2: Both. Um, I did do some shooting while I was there, but it was it was mainly a pleasure, you know, interest that drove the trip. And then, you know, a, a lot of the images have been used in editorial and in and in books since, yeah.
1: Yeah, especially since you guys were in a car, I feel like there was a little bit more freedom there to adventure around and just, you know, be a little bit. Spontaneous? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was
2: definitely adventure travel. Our car was so full of like dust. I think we had more <laughs> sand in the car than we did in the oh, desert wow. at the end of the trip. It right. was. Well, that uh, speaking
1: fun. of dust, uh, yes.
2: what was packing like, and how did you prepare for the safari life? Well, the nice thing about safari life in general is that you're you're in the same kind of clothes all the time. You okay. usually don't have to. I mean, you'll switch clothes after the day if if you need to, but it's a, you're switching the same type of clothes. You don't need you know really like evening wear. Everyone pretty <laughs> much <laughs> wears the standard when you think of safari clothes. That's exactly what people I think wear. Of cargo pants. Yeah, yeah cargo pants. Khaki, navy. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, cargo, the, the green kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah the your green hat, cargo like pants a little, a the cat the white shirts you know the white kind of light linen shirts yeah i feel like you could still make that cute so that yeah you can it's i think like, it's a great look actually really. <laughs> yeah and so that's a very for me that's a very easy pack cuz you don't need you know all these different types of clothes and all the safari lodges will launder your clothes so you oh, don't need okay. to bring a ton of things and oftentimes on safaris sometimes people take small aircraft between different camps and things because the roads are so rough. And when you take those small aircraft, they have very limited luggage. So it's usually 10 kilograms. So that's not a lot. And so you have to... Oftentimes, you have to really pack low for safaris. You have to pack with the intention of having things laundered. There's no other way to do it.
0: Do you know that before you go? Like,
2: you research yes. that? And yeah. I mean, you you kind of, they should tell you that. You're usually booking yeah. it through some type of provider, and they should definitely tell you that. But, you know,
0: show up like your large check <laughs> <yeah>. luggage. <laughs>
2: but recently, mm-hmm. I was on a trip with my sister, and we didn't, you know, it was kind of a last minute thing. And we didn't, you know, we kind of kept getting these requirements late. And when we saw the 10 kilogram, yeah. we were both like, ah.
1: Oh, you know, <laughs> ten
2: ten kilograms <laughs> like is not a lot of, bagging, of weight. And that's it. Yeah, pretty I just, much. Yeah, I don't even know what that. But what there's I'd a certain like. freedom to that too, because you're so taken care of when you're at these lodges, and you know everybody. Everybody's in the same kind of clothes and things, so there's no, you don't feel like you're out of place in yeah. any way. Underdressed shape or, form. or overdressed, exactly. So uh, the
1: lodges, like, where did you guys stay, and how did you choose that? Do you go through a booking agent, or we did.
2: So the one thing with with safari lodges in general, you can't typically. There are some that are not this way, but you can't typically just book them online. Like okay. you usually have to call. Or, you know, email somebody and they, they help you kind of plan the trip, plan your chance trans- because they're also planning or helping you plan your transportation in and out. So we went through, um, in this case, a South African travel agent um, who helped us just make the bookings, kind of give us an idea of how long we needed to spend at each place, the distance, driving distance between places, um, and then the car rental.
0: So you you keep saying safari right, mm-hmm. and I know you guys rented a car and were driving. But are you talking like the type of safari where you actually see, you know, lions and giraffes and all that? Yes. You so guys we driving that right, or do you have? Well, tour actually,
2: rides? well that another very unique <laughs> part actually, of like, yeah, you're very, driving next to a actually, lion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, actually, one of the parts of. Namibia, that's very unique. Is we did drive through. So, the northern part of the country is a national park called Atosha National Park. And you can drive through. You can also take, you can also do this via tours and other things. So, you actually, we actually drive through the entire park. And yeah, you're driving by giraffes. It's a very, it's a massive park. You're driving by giraffes and you're driving by animals. And so it is. It's totally weird. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, there's like, a the drive. Are you freaked yeah. out a
0: little bit Yeah. That? Like, if you well, see you cheetah can't, and it's like. You no, know,
2: yeah. You can't. I mean, there are definitely safety a, things. Yeah, right, you have to right. stay in the car. You can never separate yourself from the car unless you're in, like, It's gravel roads, but there's, like, a pathway. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes, for sure. For sure. You just imagine. You just accidentally
0: wander off into, like,
2: right? And then while you're at the lodges, they usually take you on the game drives where you'll see more of the cheetah, the, you know the harder element, the harder animals to see on the road, so to speak. Right.
1: And you – I mean, what Kevin was asking is perfect because I think of safaris and we have these, like, typical ideas of what it's like. But uh, what else surprised you when you were out there in Namibia that –
2: You didn't expect. Well, I think what most people I think oftentimes when we think of safari, we either think of like South African safari in Kruger National Park or the East African safari, so Tenya Tanzania, and we've we've kind of seen those pictures in like the lush jungle. I think what's so surprising about Namibia was just the vastness of the land and it being kind of desert and it being this very beautiful, kind of monochromatic levels of like beige and sand and things so it was like so big and so vast and just no people i mean even though you know that going in when you're out when you're out and you're driving on the road for hours and you don't see a single person it's kind of crazy you know and you're driving through or is
1: that peaceful
2: it's very peaceful
1: amazing yeah that's very peaceful except when you have a flat tire that it gets a little
2: bit uh, right, what do yeah. we do? Because there's
1: a cheetah right there. Right. <laughs> right. She's changing the spare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and
2: at me. one point we were on, we decided to do this day trip. We thought it was going to be four hours, and it ended up being like almost a six to eight-hour drive. And there's no, like, convenience stores. There were no, right. you know, and so we were we were kind of starving because we had snacks with us, but yeah. we didn't realize we were going to be kind of gone this long from the lodge. And so we stopped and we asked. There was this museum Kind of like museum place where they had a lot of uh, sand, indigenous art on the rocks that had been drawn in. So that's where we were going, and we figured this is a pretty big site that they would have, you know, refreshments or something there. And so we asked, and they're like, "No, sorry, we don't have anything." And we're like, "Well, where would be the closest thing?" And they and they said, "Well, our family, you know, killed." something like a couple weeks ago and we still have it roasting there's that and we're Whoa. just like well, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, so, so no there's Doritos really yeah yeah just a new, <laughs> so a new like the snap. distances are so big and you know like that was just something that that would oh. never happen here you never drive for eight hours and actually in most places in the world where you wouldn't run into people right. or food or any anything yeah, yeah. yeah. that's crazy
1: right so uh, i mean there are some things that you can't fully prepare for. But as far as documentation or just, like, getting in and out of Africa, is there anything that you have to be aware of just to really be prepared to visit?
2: I think just in general, um, you know, certain African countries require visas. Others do not. Namibia does not require a visa um, for U.S. citizens. Or a lot of them will have visa on arrival. Um, and, And so, you know, you don't really have to worry about that so much. I think it's just kind of knowing, you know, your transportation options. And like Namibia, it's like knowing that it is this very large country. It's not super populated and it's not like super touristy. So just kind of knowing that, having that in your back of your mind, so we're going from one place to the other. If we stop, we'll have to either pack a lunch or bring something along with us because there aren't, you know, we're not going to come along places we're going to stop. Yeah. Um, So I think that's just the biggest thing is having a sense of where you're going and what what it's like to travel within that destination and Mm -hmm. what you you might need to kind of plan on in between. Yeah. Cost-wise,
1: not only, like, how was it like, you know, purchasing your ticket over there, but also how was it, Cheap, expensive, affordable
2: while you were there? So I would say Namibia is in between. Again, you have like with a longer international flight to a not what I would call like such a popular destination. You know, the flight is obviously it's not super cheap to to fly there um and then your lodges tend to be because the lodges for the most part are inclusive you're eating at the lodge because there's nowhere else to, you know okay. there's nowhere else to eat so you tend to eat at the lodges the lodges like take care of everything else too like your laundry services and your game drives and everything else so they're not you know it's not really super budgety that way but once you're there everything is kind of included in that fee so i i I would say it's moderate there are there are ways you can save. certainly there are ultra ultra luxury places you can stay and you can do all fly-ins so you're just flying from you're flying in small cessnas from one part of the country to the next and so that would be kind of the ultimate luxury but there are like you know certainly more um affordable places to stay affordable lodges too as well. What's the uh, what's
0: the nightlife like in the middle? <laughs> There's no nightlife. <laughs> yeah, is there much to no, at all? Like,
2: no, you're. <laughs> it, it's really down to the lodge you stay at, and that's why I think, especially in traveling to Africa, if you're doing you know these types of safaris, to keep in mind is that the lodge you stay at is responsible for kind of everything you're right. going to be doing, and so. Um, you know, from the drives to the level of, you know, accommodations they have to the food, everything's there. And so it's something to keep in mind, like, you might want to upgrade right. a little bit right. on that because it is have more, it's, options it, yeah, more options. Like, yeah, more options. I know
0: you like to mix up the way you travel and kind of mm-hmm. where you go, but it, do you prefer that, you know, kind of where if you go to Namibia and it's like you're going to one place and that's really kind of, you know, all of your entertainment, your activity versus, you know, a London or wherever, wherever there's a lot of stuff going on. Do you prefer one type of traveling you know, versus another?
2: I, I like a mix of both yeah. I mean I, I think for me I'm more I am a city person I do like being out in the country and this this was definitely so way out there. an epic trip right. it was epic like That's I wouldn't great. I wouldn't change it for the world mm-hmm. uh, but I wouldn't be able to that being said I wouldn't be able to do this type of trip back to back every right. time yeah. it's kind of a once in a life and you kind of have to I think know what you're getting into and, and be geared up for that type of trip yeah but it, it's a magnificent part. It, there's nothing else like it. I think because everything else is so either developed in the world, or so touristy, or so populous. So to be like out in the wild like this with animals and with, you know, just all these different landscapes, and to have it so natural and be just like completely unruined by humanity is mm-hmm. is like a pretty big thing.
1: Yeah, that's why. That's why when you said peaceful, that's that was a good word because. You are it's just one with nature <laughs> and one with animals. Is it is
0: it hard – like if you go to a place, you know, as remote as Namibia and you are doing some shooting, like some work, is it hard to stay focused just because there is – I mean the sights have to be amazing and like everything you're seeing and taking in. Is it hard to – actually do your work
2: it's actually easy because it's you are just so much everything is based around the landscape so you're shooting tons of landscapes Mm -hmm. and there's a part of you that's just like you just want to capture it because you've never seen anything like it and you want to remember that forever and so capturing that's easy and then the other element are these lodges which oftentimes are you know very beautiful very unique and and so kind of shooting those interiors and exteriors. It's just kind of a part of the trip. And the one thing about safari-type trips is that you have a lot of downtime, right? You're usually doing probably a game drive in the morning and maybe one in the evening. But a lot of it is just, like, about relaxing and being in nature and not on the go, 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 go. So it makes it really, in a way, for me, easy because I'm not – there's nothing else really competing for your time. To distract you. Right.
1: Um, How long would you recommend anybody
2: staying? Depends how much of the country you want to see. I would say, you know, because it is a longer flight in and out, um, I would say, you know, definitely 10 days to two weeks. 10 days to two weeks. Yeah, at a minimum. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is like the best time of the year to go to Namibia? So it's also Southern Hemisphere. So we were there in October and that was kind of their shoulder season. But I would say similar to South Africa, like November to March, November to February is going to be like the key, their key summertime. But was
0: that climate like when you were there? I mean, is it like beautiful? It was
2: beautiful. They're just coming out of winter. Um, So it's kind of like their spring. So things aren't as lush but I actually really love that in terms of the desert because it just gave it this yeah. beautiful um very kind of you know like monochromatic tone yeah. to it that was mm-hmm. just like stunning to photograph yeah. um and then the weather it, it was definitely warm during the day and then cooled off at night so it was, it was pretty in my world that's pretty perfect
1: yeah especially photographing it yeah
2: love to see those photos Yeah, Mm -hmm. and the stars, like, you know, when you're in those kind of places at night are pretty amazing. So that's the nightlife, yeah. Just
0: looking
2: up. (laughs) And yeah, at the lodge, you know, you're relaxing, you have they bring in like amazing, mostly South African wines and things. So it's just like chilling out and relaxing. It's like a must see, must go,
1: like once in a lifetime thing. Yes, for sure. Amazing. So Thank you for taking us to Namibia. Sure, I love Namibia. Now I'm convinced. Are you gonna Kevin? go? You gonna go on a safari. I'm going to every place. <laughs> every Jill place recommends. we talk about, we're going. Exactly, like, like exactly how she yeah. did it too. Um, so it's now time for Jill's packing hack of the day, and we're going to talk about. I mean, you were talking about in Namibia how that are it's not so accessible. Right. For like convenience stores or liquor sure. stores or gas stations. So what are these comfort items that you
2: uh, find yourself bringing from trip to trip. Sure. So for every trip, I think it makes a huge difference having there's certain creature comfort things that we all love. And I think having those in your onboard bag, or if you travel carry-on only, it would obviously be with you. But even if you check luggage, having certain things in your carry-on board, it just it gives you a sense of home without you know, while you're enjoying the travel and a sense of comfort on your trip. You know, it's kind of like a known thing as you're going into the unknown. And for me, that's things like there's certain teas I love, dark chocolate for sure I have my certain like gluten-free bars that I pack. <laughs> but even, like, having – I love – I load up my Kindle with, like, tons of books, having headphones, having certain music. Um, it could be, like, your airplane socks or your you know your eye mask. But just certain creature comforts, things that you really love. My yeah. sneakers. And that you oh. know. I Everyone's <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> sneakers. Don't need it's all of It's always close <laughs> if
2: you're um, Just having those things with you, it just gives you – because when you travel, you do tend to have a lot of downtime, and it's a great time to catch up on things yeah. you might have wanted to read. Or shows you want to watch. It could be TV. It could yeah. be podcasts, like Travel and Style. <laughs> um, and so, just having those things with you, then you, yeah. it just it gives you a certain level of comfort. Sure. Um, I always have, like, for me, snacks are very important. <laughs> so having, like, you snacks know, and snacks are that's
0: very important. Very yeah, important. I get it. Your things. You it know? allows
2: you
1: to not get, um, what is it, homesick. Sure. I yes. feel like you need those certain things because things could get a little.
0: I mean you're out you there. No, like you're just Namibia, yeah. You're out there. <laughs> yes. well. There's got to be
1: like one little thing to remind you of home. Right. You know. Yes. All right. Well,
0: well, Jill, as always, thank you again for uh, giving us insight on Namibia. That is a, a I mean it's just wild that you have spent a significant amount of time there. Uh, sounds like an amazing place to travel to. Carry on only. Thanks for listening to Carry on only. Dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. Listen to Jill take you around the world in style, live every week right here or 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. For immediate access to Jill's destination guides, blog, and show notes, please visit JillPater.com. And follow her on Instagram at JillPater.com.